0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us here as we take a look at the book. And the book, of course, is the Bible, God's Holy Word that lays out a scenario for the end times. May I suggest that if you want to know where God is in his time, you look at the city of Jerusalem. I have a five-part, five-hour CD that deals with the city of Jerusalem, the past, the present, and the prophetic. I would like for you to take a moment and listen to the introduction of this series on the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem has a great prophetic significance. For example, the past, the present, and the prophetic are seen in a throne room for the Antichrist, a cup of trembling, devastation before exaltation, and Jerusalem, of course, heaven and earth. Well, let's take a moment now, and you listen to the introduction of this series on Jerusalem, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own personal copy. Right now, here's my study of Jerusalem, past, present, and prophetic. Go now to the second book of Samuel, and go with me over to the fifth chapter In 2 Samuel chapter 5, and uh, look, if they use the word Jerusalem 764 times in the Bible, I'm not going to be able to go to every single location. I'm slipping over many of them. Get your concordance, look up the word Jerusalem, do a word study on it. You'll see how amazing it is, this unbelievable city, Harushalayim. I want you to show you how it became the capital of the Jewish people. First Samuel is about King Saul, the first king of Israel. Second Samuel is about King David, the first, the second king of Israel. And first Kings is about King Solomon, the third king of Israel. In second Samuel chapter five, King David has become king, first of all, of the tribe of Judah. He's headquartered in a city, the second most sacred city in all the world for the Jewish people, which is the city of Hebron. Now, it's pronounced Hebron. I am pronouncing it correctly according to the Hebrew. You might pronounce it Hebron, H-E-B-R-O-N, but the B has a V sound in Hebrew, Hebron. That is where Abraham came when he came into the promised land. That's where Jesus Christ appeared in a pre-incarnate appearance to Abraham to tell him he was giving him all the land. He was going to give him this land forever, and all of his descendants would have this land. Hebron is the location where Abraham then bought a cave, Machpelah Cave, for the purpose of burying he and his wife, and then Isaac and his wife were buried there, and Jacob and his wife. It's the cave of the patriarchs, the burial site for the patriarchs. It's about 38 miles southwest of the city of Jerusalem. Well, King David becomes king of Judah and they're headquartered in Hebron. This is the first seven years of the kingship. Chapter five, second Samuel. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron and he spake saying, behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh also in Time passed when Saul was king over us. Thou wast he that led us out and brought us in Israel, and the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king of Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over all of Israel, over all twelve tribes. Now, notice what he's going to do. He's going to have to find a neutral city to make the capital, the political capital for the Jewish people. Notice what happens here. Verse 4, and David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. Notice, and in Jerusalem, he reigned 30 and three years over all of Israel and Judah. And so it was that he was going to select Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a Jebusite stronghold. It was just the, uh, the, right off of uh, Mount Moriah, where Abraham had taken Isaac many years before. Right off of Mount Moriah, there was a little jet, like a peninsula out there, about 10 acres. And that's where he went to select this Jebusite stronghold. When the Jebusites saw him coming, they looked out from the walls, they said, <laughs> look at King David and his mighty men, hey! And he shouted at David, hey David, if you can beat the blind and the crippled people here in this Jebusite stronghold, you can capture the city. Understand what he was doing? He was mocking out King David and his mighty men. And so he used one to climb up the water spot. Joab. They captured the city. And they took this city and they made it the political capital of the Jewish people. Verse 6, "...and the king and his men went to Jerusalem and to the Jebusites, to the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither." Thinking King David cannot come hither, nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same as the city of David. By the way, there's an interesting thought. Every time you read in the Bible, the city of David or Zion, Z-I-O-N, or Jerusalem, those are synonymous terms. Every single time it's referring to one place, it is called the city of Jerusalem. And so it is that King David, 3,010 years ago, selected Jerusalem as the capital of the Jewish people. In 1996, I was in Israel, and they were getting ready to celebrate the 3,000th anniversary of King David selecting Jerusalem as its capital. I was asked to be an advisor to the, by the mayor of Jerusalem as to what we should do for Christians to get them to come celebrate the 3,000th anniversary. I took a little file, and I put a little title up on my file tab, which said Jerusalem 3000. I went to the meeting and they had referred to it as Jerusalem, the third millennium. Well, you know, that's a very difficult phrase to understand. So when I sat down with the mayor, he said, "Uh, Dr. DeYoung, do you have any suggestion? I said, yes, I'd change the name of your big uh, celebration. I wouldn't call it Jerusalem, the third millennium. I don't know what that means. Nobody else knows what it means. Why don't you call it Jerusalem 3000? And they did. I didn't get a penny for that. I should have been paid very well, I would think. But you know, I was dealing with a Jewish mayor. Anyway, um, and so they celebrated the 3,000th anniversary of the establishment by King David of the capital city for the Jewish people. You paying attention to me? 3,000 years ago, Jerusalem was selected the capital city for the Jewish people. But yet today, great controversy. You know what chapter six is? Chapter six of 2 Samuel, and I'll not read any of the passage, but let me tell you what it is. You can read it later. Is King David going with his men, his mighty men. They took a built-in ox, Cart, and then they got an ox to pull the cart over to a place called Kerriat Yerim. That's also on the highway leaving from Jerusalem going out to uh, Tel Aviv, if you've ever been there. At Keriat Yerim, about 15 miles to the west of Jerusalem, is the location where the Ark of the Covenant was resting. You remember the Jews had it for 350 years in a place called Shiloh, and then the palace, excuse me. That is, a, that is a wrong statement because the Philistines were not the descendants, uh, the Palestinians not the descendants of the Philistines. I meant to say the Philistines took the ark from the children of Israel, kept it for seven months. They ended up giving it back because of physical problems that were taking place. And the, then, after 120 years, King David with this cart, because that's the way he saw the Philistines carry the ark of the covenant. And so he takes his cart out and they put the Ark of the Covenant on this wooden cart pulled by ox. They start back to Jerusalem. It hits a bump, the ark starts to slide. Uzzah reaches up to stop the ark, touches it and dies on the spot. You see, David was following the dictates of the world, which is what a lot of Christians do and a lot of churches. We think we got to cop the world to win them. That is a lie from the pit of hell. We don't have to cop the world. They want something different. I'm not going to chase that rabbit, but I could preach for two days on that one. Anyway, when all else fails, read the manual. David goes back to Jerusalem, reads the manual. The manual said, You get four Levites. And you go out there and you take two shittim wood. Poles covered with gold and put them through the rings on the Ark of the Covenant. And these four Levites pick up the Ark of the Covenant. So he goes out three months later, brings the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem, puts up a little tabernacle. I could show you the exact spot where the tabernacle was, takes the Ark and put it, sit in that tabernacle. And Jerusalem now becomes not only the political capital of the Jewish people, but it is the spiritual capital of the Jewish people as well and it's established 3,000 years ago. I emphasize 3,000 years ago. Thank you so much for taking a few moments to listen to this study on the city of Jerusalem. As you focus in on Jerusalem, you will be able to determine where God is in his time as it relates to the return of Jesus Christ back to the city of Jerusalem, touching down on the Mount of Olives across the Kidron Valley from the Temple Mount. Well, that's what we talk about on this series, Jerusalem Past, Present, and Prophetic. I deal with Jerusalem as a throne room for the Antichrist, Jerusalem a cup of trembling, Jerusalem devastation before exaltation, and, of course, Jerusalem heaven and earth this would be a great opportunity for you to understand what God's doing as you understand God's Word and the prophetic scenario laid out for the future as it relates to the holy city of Jerusalem. If you would like to get a copy of this five-part series on Jerusalem, you can call our toll-free number and our people will tell you how you can purchase this study, Jerusalem Past present, and prophetic. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and you can go to our shopping mall and there order your copy of Jerusalem, past, present, and prophetic. I can tell you in advance as you study about Jerusalem and then focus on the city, you'll realize that the return of Jesus Christ is very close at hand. In fact, the rapture could take place at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...